Welcome to episode 104 of the Watching a Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 2018 movie Mortal Engines. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, first time seeing it for myself. Yeah, this is uh, this is my second, maybe my third watch. Watch. Um, definitely a movie that flew under the radar a lot. More than flew under the radar. I mean, uh, if you look, and we'll definitely get into this as we go over it. But if you really look at it, like this movie, this movie. Oh yeah, well we'll talk about why. We'll talk about why in a a, a second here. Um, You know, I mean, I remember seeing the trailer for this and being like, "That looks amazing." Mm -hmm. And I once I kind of started watching, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna." At first, I thought it was like, "Oh, they're just gonna have a few action scenes." Yeah. And then it's gonna be a bunch of talking. Yeah. It's like, no, this is action all Mm -hmm. the way. All of it. Uh, I, cause that's the thing I was about to say, uh, this is, I know nothing. This is from a book called Mortal Engines. Yep. Um, I, uh, uh, so there I, are four books in oh, the main series and okay. a three part prequel trilogy. Oh, wow. And I absolutely want to check out these books yeah. because there is a yeah. bigger universe here to explore. Uh, but yeah, I knew nothing before the movie came out. I knew nothing about these books. Never heard of them. So I still remember the first time seeing this movie or seeing the trailer for the movie. I can't remember what movie it was. I was sitting in the movie there, but I remember I was on the big screen. Me and my friends are sitting there. And we're watching as this town is like being uh, revealed that you don't know yet. And then slowly, the town, someone on the town, which we, is one of the main characters, looks up to the left and they're like, "It's London!" <laughs> and that's when they zoom out to show you that the town that you were in was a, already on a little tread. And then there's this giant freaking driving London. And you, if and then you just watch as London just slowly gets closer and closer. And then like the trailer, it was a teaser trailer, ended right before London captured them. And you just be like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> like, literally. I remember the long form trailer. <laughs> like, what the hell? The long form trailer had like a giant um, America uh, one versus like a giant London one, but that did not happen in this movie. No, that did not happen. I would have liked to have seen that. There's definitely there's definitely some tread marks in the landscape that I'm yeah. like, the tread mark is bigger than the London city. I'm like, was that was that Tokyo or like what yeah. happened there? Yeah. <laughs> um. No, this was a box office bomb. Oh yeah. I mean, this came out pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it only that. made eighty three point uh, seven million dollars at the box office. I think I read it. It yep. lost uh, between one hundred and fifty and two hundred million dollars. But I say it has so the budget for this movie, and this is this is always the filming budget. This doesn't include marketing and stuff. So the budget for this movie was between one hundred million and one hundred fifty million. Yeah. So they, they didn't even make back the movie budget. Take, yeah. Let alone marketing usually comes in anywhere from thirty million to another hundred million. So like, yeah, they. Lost a lot of money on this movie. But here's the thing. Uh, did I see this? Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. I'm, I'm, okay, never mind. Never mind. You keep going. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. So let's, let's do a synopsis for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a post apocalyptic world where cities ride on wheels, they don't ride on wheels, first of all. Yeah, uh, they ride on treads. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's even the anti tractionist. Yeah. 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 And consume each other to survive. Two people meet in London and try to stop a conspiracy. I mean, that's pretty much yeah, the movie. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the movie. I mean, it's a wi- it's wild, but it's the, that's the movie. That, that, I mean, let's be honest. That's a little meat is a little is a is a is a little uh, yeah. light of a word. I'd say you know one tried to kill someone else and then they chased each other through the city and <laughs> then almost died. But yeah, no meat. We'll just go yeah. with meat. <laughs> uh, so so let's talk about like why this movie got slaughtered at the box office. Uh, as always, I like to look at. You know, a few of the movies in the weeks prior prior to this coming out that it would have competed with the ones that came out mm-hmm. uh, when it did and the ones that came out shortly after it. So let's uh, again, this came out December 14th, 2018. So this is like prime movie time. Yeah, this is like your end of the year 
like trying to get money from Christmas movies. Which is why maybe maybe you don't want to with with sometimes a new you property, don't want to compete with a yeah. new property, you're, and you know you're going to be up against some heavy hitters. But I I guess they thought we got something here. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we'll talk about yeah, why we'll why that was in why a, in a minute. There yeah. Definitely yeah. Is a, there's a why. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, November second, mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, yeah. Yeah, which yeah, was huge. I think they yeah. got an Oscar nod. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's yeah. going to hurt you. Uh, November 9th, The Grinch, Ooh, which yeah. nothing I've ever seen, but it was a big movie at the it's time. A, and it's a, cla- it's a classic, you know. Yeah. It's a classic retelling of a story. Yep. You can't go wrong with it. Uh, no- November 16th, and this is a real competitor right here, uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Griswold. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is... That is taking yeah, dollars yeah. right out of the pocket of this genre. Yeah, of this they, movie. They, these movies would clash directly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like the Rent and freaking uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You might have different audiences. You might have people who would never see the Grinch who saw Mortal or- Engines or vice versa. But I guarantee Mortal Engines was right in the realm of the Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, November 21st, we had Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, yeah. No, that, that was. Uh, also on the 21st, we had Creed 2. Oof. And Green Book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Green Book was another. I think it won the it best won, picture. It won. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just, you just, yeah. There's no. Where, where's this movie supposed to show up? Yeah. Okay, and then on December 14th, when this movie came out, came out the same day as Into the Spider Verse. Oh, you're done. You're done. Yeah. You're done. Also came out the same day as The Mule, which okay. was a huge movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, definitely Oscar worthy yeah. movie right there. See. Um, and then December 21st, Aquaman and Bumblebee. Oof. This it didn't have a fucking chance, yeah. man. If if I if I was the maker of this movie, I would have looked at that slate and be like, "Let's push it out to to like February." Let's let let's like, why would you? This is a summer movie. Yeah, this movie should have come out in the summer blockbuster time frame, mm-hmm. not in the December Oscar bait. Yeah, time frame. I mean, this movie just there was no chance. There's no chance. You can't yeah. stand up to that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we actually I found the official numbers. They lost 175 million dollars. Yeah, which is probably like a rounding error in their calculation. <laughs> I mean, that's at the box office, right? I mean, who knows what this movie did post box office? I mean, maybe from this podcast, yeah. another four thousand people will. <laughs> we're we're gonna bring this movie back, folks. Because <laughs> um, watching it podcast. Yeah. So so let's let's talk about uh, the staff mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, made this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first it, this, is, this is no joke. This is no joke, and I'll and I'll I I think they had a plan. I think this one because this is a four book series, and I think oh, they wanted to. No, do no, it. no. They were going to. I was reading about uh, while I was looking up this movie. There, I was reading about a few things about how like they planned to have the like to put out a whole movie series off of this. Like yeah. this w- this was supposed to be the jumping off point into a bigger universe, and it was not a great based on the one. books. It was and, not. A, it had yeah. too much. It was like yeah. it was a trilogy unto itself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, as I told you when you showed up, I I had four pages of notes for this. More notes than I've taken for anything that we've done, um, except for maybe the Lost Room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was only halfway through the movie. Yeah. It was. It's just so much. While um, watching the movie, I I mean, one is it was right on the hills of Pig, which was a perfectly condensed movie, yeah. an hour and a half. But still, while watching the movie, I was sitting there, I'm like, all right, this is getting good. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to wrap it up. And then I like, hit the pause. I'm like, oh, got another hour and a half left. <laughs> like, yep. I was like, yep. I was like, oh no, no, this this movie, this movie got some, got got some, and it's really it's it. it's badly paced in a lot of the way, a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I tell people when I talk about trying to sell this movie, I'm like, there's gonna be a lot of moments where you want to fast forward it, yeah. but the second that you decide to do that you're going to be in some action. Yeah. So you just got to bear that extra five or 10 seconds 
through whatever meandering conversation they're having. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was directed by Christian Reeves, Rivers, Rivers, uh, who had never directed anything ever before. Nope. He was a storyboard artist yep. uh, for uh, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. The Hobbit, and uh, what am I, a movie I really like, Frighteners. Never heard of Frighteners. Um, but you might notice a common theme. Those are all... Uh, he is, yeah, he, he works... Almost exclusively with Peter Jackson. Yep, yep. <laughs> and oh, look, the writer, Fran Welsh, Philippa uh, Boyens, and Peter Jackson. That's weird. And those they've all only worked on Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and Frighteners. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is this, so uh, while looking this up, so Peter Jackson purchased to write the rights to this book. Yeah. Like, he, he owns the rights to making movies with this. So, I mean, and that, once again, that even still shows more that, like, yeah, Peter Jackson doesn't purchase the rights to a book series to be like, yeah, we're going to make one movie and be done. I mean, that's what happened, but there was always a bigger plan here. Like, yeah. he does, he's not going to purchase the right to a book series to do a one-and-done movie and yeah. walk away. So so here's so let's let's talk about that for a second. Uh, and, and I clearly got the feeling that, like, yeah, they wanted to make more. But, like, you know, with The Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but at the end, you knew there was more story. Yes. You knew it was only part of the story yeah. and that there were going to be more movies. This felt, like, very encapsulated. It felt like it yeah. very much told all the stories and wrapped them all up at the end. Like, yeah. there wasn't really I, it, a whole it, lot more it to It really do. does. And, I mean, maybe they were hedging their bets or, like, playing it safe to be have an out. Um, I, like, like I said, I don't think they in any way, even though going into that freaking release schedule i don't know why you wouldn't think this yeah but i don't think in any way they thought they were gonna fail i think they thought there's a chance that this movie will just do subpar and we call it a day mm-hmm. and so i think maybe they hedged their bets they're like let's give this a solid ending so in case i think they like that they were aiming for a new movie cinematic you know universe as we call them these days but they're like let's hedge our bets play it safe just in case things don't go well we'll make some money and then we call it a day i do not think at any point they thought we're gonna lose 175 million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as I saw that where they slotted it in the year, I would have been like, "We're gonna lose 170 yeah, million." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're about to lose. Uh, uh, you know, it's such an interesting choice that they pick a storyboard artist to, yeah, to direct this. But goddamn, after watching it, I'm like, they a storyboard artist. I would like to see more movies by them because it this looks amazing. Like, mm-hmm. just the 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 scale of it all is it's yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, and just the cities look look amazing, and the airships and the the the, the ground, like the, the I love that like the whole terrain is like made up of track marks, like gigantic. Well, you could live yeah. in them. Well, here's track marks. You're talking about how great everything looks, and I was seeing this. And so like Jackson picked Rivers to do this after he won Best Visual Effects Artist for King yeah. Kong. So it's like, yeah, it, it's 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 a obvious why this looks so good. It's like that's what this guy's known for. He yeah. won. Uh, Academy Award for making things look amazing. Yeah. So it, it while this movie may not live up to everything else, it looks damn good. <laughs> like, <laughs> they made sure of that. Uh, so let's talk about our three main actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, our protagonist, Hera H- Hilmer. Yeah. Uh, she is in C. I was. I was. Which, yep, which I, I really that. like. Yeah. Um, and some show called Da Vinci's Demons. Yeah. Which, which I haven't ever seen, but I definitely want to check out. It seems to be very highly yeah. rated on IMDb. Um, but yeah, really, movie wise, he hasn't been in too much that is known. Uh, the closest, but she wasn't even that big, that high up in it. She was just playing a as Wiki WikiLeaks. Uh, yeah. Uh, staffer was the Fifth Estate is like the most known movie I had seen of hers. 
Um, but yeah, so see, I've never I, seen that. I, oh, I haven't seen either, but I've heard of the fifth estate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Man, what a that, what a bold choice to have her face just mangled, mm-hmm. just scarred. I mean, it wasn't too bad, you know. It's not like horrifying. Yeah. But they've got gigantic scars on her face. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, bold choice slash if that's how it was written in the book. Your, no, no, I didn't. I applauded, but yeah. you would think that they would have made that tone that down a little bit just uh, yeah. for the big screen. You know, yeah. like that's that's very common. But to be, I mean, maybe maybe in the books, it's like her whole face is just a giant gash or something, and they really did tone it down. Um, I really do want to check out these books and see mm-hmm. see if they match up with the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we have our second protagonist. Um, is Robert Sheehan? Sheehan. Sheehan. I'm with you. Um, so I know of Robert Sheehan from uh, for at least series one and two, uh, three, four, and five. But one of my favorite kind of like, under the radar series uh, that I found on Netflix called Misfits. Yes, I love Misfits. Yes, it's basically Misfits. the British heroes. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so he he play and he plays fantastic. I was really in season three. They start off the first episode with him, and then he's gone. And uh, I was really bummed with him not being in it. Like, not that he made everything, but the first two seasons of Misfits are fantastic. Season three is all right. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just there. And then just don't watch four and five. Just don't. They're a waste of time. Don't watch them. <laughs> but anyways, uh, but yeah, he's in season se- series one and two, not season. Sorry, it's British so series. Uh, but uh. And he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Um, really glad uh, that he has done some other yeah. stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he he's fantastic in the Umbrella Academy. Plays a completely different character. Yep. That's a show you really need to watch. I do. I need to check. Especially that out. since we have another season coming up pretty soon. Oh snap! Um, but this is his last movie he's done. I mean, it yep. hasn't been that long. So hopefully he'll get some more work out there in the movies. Well, I mean, um, this was a bomb. I know. You know? I'm and hoping he was one that, of the main actors. I know. I'm just hoping that. Well, I mean, he's still bomb. doing the Umbrella exactly. Academy. Exactly. He's still doing so. the Umbrella Academy. He's got. He's on something called The Last Bus. So he's still getting work. But I'm just hoping that he's able to get back into movies. Because yeah. um, I think he's he's a great actor. Yeah. And then finally, we have Hugo Weaving. No idea who that guy yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were so many times where I'm like, I'm like, Elrond goes to take Isengard. Like, <laughs> he's attacking Helm's Deep, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he, he, I mean, look, it's Hugo Weaving. He sounds the same in every role, yep, you know, yep. whether it's V for Vendetta or, you know, or the, or the Matrix or, mm-hmm. you know, or playing Elrond. He's just, you know, he's just Hugo Weaving. Yeah, doing doing Hugo Weaving stuff. So, but it, yeah, it was it was too much that he was going to attack a giant wall. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he didn't do that in the Lord of the Rings, but it's just it's too much of a connection. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then there's a, there's a lot of other bit actors mm-hmm. here, but but nobody really uh, that I would know. I was just going to throw out Stephen Lang. Yeah. Um, he yes, plays, yes, yes. He plays Shriek or Sheik. I don't know how to say it, um, but basically kind of not the main villain, but the the uh, an antagonist. Um, and, you know, we'll be we'll be seeing him. Oh, that's what he did. He voiced the robot. Yeah. Yeah. He was a cyborg. Yeah. There's robot. a robot in this for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Undead cyborg robot. Um, but yeah, and uh, we'll be seeing him shortly in Avatar oh next God. year. I don't know how. As an Avatar, I don't know how he was know. killed in the first movie. Yeah, um, yeah. and that then... was his that was his human form death. Apparently, they're making him an Avatar <laughs> for some goddamn reason. I don't know. He would just kill himself. Yeah, if he woke up in an Avatar exactly. body. I mean, maybe he'll be so want revenge that he'll do you know 
stupid. Oh, do you think that's what it is? Is he's become maybe he's the villain of the next movie? Yeah, when he's just like movies. he's made himself an avatar so that way he can yeah. go and kill him. That'd be funny. And so then, real quick, this some cameos. I just want to because it's just weird. Is so one is Peter Jackson played a London guard in this, mm-hmm. and then Phil Reeves, Philip Reeves, sorry, and his uh, son uh, wore onlookers in London, and that is the author. Of the book. Okay. Uh, yep. Books. yep. And then here's the one that gets weird is I, I know you're not too big or you don't know football, but Michael Bennett, he, he is that a Seattle Seahawk or he was a Seattle Seahawk. For some reason, him and his wife were unaccredited as London uh, residents. And I'm like, how did that get awesome. set up? What was Michael Bennett doing? <laughs> he was just hanging like, around the studio. Walking around like, day. hey, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> That's it. That was him trying to get a SAG card so that way he could he could get into the industry. That's so funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll talk about this movie. Oh yeah, we are. Okay, let's talk some more about Mortal Engines. Yeah, let, let's let's get into this movie. Uh, so first, uh, we have a Universal logo that's modified, mm-hmm. very much in the style of Waterworld, yep, uh, which yep. which is part of the plot, I would say. Yeah, uh, where it shows the entire Earth is being exploded, but it's not by nuclear bombs. No, it's by some kind of other other weapon mm-hmm. of some sort, which we find about out about yep. later in the movie. Yep. Uh, we get an opening monologue, which I probably should have grabbed and played, <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, kind of gives us the backdrop. I'm like, I don't really know if this is necessary. No, you know. So this um, was a, this was a two-hour movie, and there's yeah. definitely a good thirty minutes they could have cut out. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing I was gonna say is, I, it, it's one of the things. Is it necessary? No, but also we are. It does at least set up the world that yeah. we're in. Because I feel like I would have figured it out real fast because it opens yeah. right up on the world. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, the 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 opening scene is essentially that trailer I, I talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just starts out with uh, with our main protagonist. She's she's looking out mm-hmm. with some binoc- a binocular yeah. thing uh, uh, and uh, sees sees a ship coming, um, and she's on like there's like a bunch of little towns that are like connected mm-hmm. together. Um, which I kind of thought, like in this world, like everybody would be out for themselves and not like yeah. grouping in communities and being yeah. a target. Uh, but then they mentioned that, like, oh, it's it's like four miles away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you wouldn't have scouts. Yeah, you wouldn't have like people out there. Yeah. You have an air. You have airships. London should not be able to sneak up. You, on you. Yeah, you should be uh, know they're coming <laughs> twenty miles away. You should know the day before that London's in the vicinity and you should yeah. be uh, aware. Um, so one thing is, like you said, our main character um hester shaw so the the way to describe her and i was like and also even this isn't a huge thing but it's like yeah yeah but no is uh they describe her as a mask wearing fugitive assassin and i'm like see where's the mask for the first like 10 minutes of the movie yeah and then no mask like yeah <laughs> i'm just like i'm like and even the, that's the, the trailers they really showed her with the mask like that was going to be her thing and it's like yeah she doesn't like it's not a huge thing but also it's like yeah, they really sold like, oh, she's like yeah. this cool mask wearing. Like, no, she's. Like, I I love that every she wears every, a scarf for most of the movie. I, yeah, I love that every somewhat main character looks like they're they're like they're the main story character. They stand out yeah. completely from everyone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she technically she's an assassin, but no. that makes it sound like that's what she does. Yeah, for like a that's living. her job. I was like, no, she's trying to assassinate somebody, but. If this somebody didn't exist, he yeah. would just be a normal chick. Oh. Uh, I mean, and the, and this this is an epic scene. Yeah, like all together. I mean, again, it's you really get like an idea of the landscape where you mm-hmm. just see all these old 
uh, uh, you know, tread tracks going yeah. up and down it and stuff. And that, and they like, they definitely play with that throughout the whole thing where like they hide out in them and like they're, they're, pro- they're problematic for yeah. if you're trying to con- cross the countryside. Cause some of them are really like really multi stories deep, yeah. deep yeah. like r- r- literal canyons. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, that's thing is, so the biggest, uh, cause we really don't get to see too many cities, but the biggest city we see is London. Yeah. And, but what this is telling us is like, there are way big, like London is like a medium sized city apparently, and there's there's I would almost call it small. There, I guess like in the one and like the the regular everyday cities are like tiny, the, like yeah. the, the towns. I guess yeah, the towns you would call them because like they immediately like during this chase scene they they're like find a, a what you think is a canyon at first, mm-hmm. but it's really just a deep tread track, and it's big enough for London to drive through. Yeah, like it could drive through that and not even touch the sides or the top. And I'm just like, I want to see that city. Was I that know. Beijing? Like, what the yeah. hell was what, going what, on what, there? Exactly. And, and where, where did it go? Yeah. Like, does London have to, you know, contend with with these bigger cities coming and enveloping (laughs) them? You know, this is a dog-eat-dog world. By the Um, way, I want to know what the the structural engineers in this world are making. Oh, yeah. To build cities and towns that could just run around at, like, high speed and not fall apart. What I like is... (laughs) Sorry. Uh, What I like is during this chase scene, so our our small town... uh, I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't matter. Yeah, our small town, like, you see, like, on the sides of it, it has these two, um, I don't know what you call them, but, like, basically grain... Silos. Thing. Well, no, yeah. no, like, that you would lower to, like, collect grain. Yeah, okay. Um, And, like, they have to cut those free. But, like, yeah, it shows that these cities are, like, built to be, like, more than just, like, a functional yeah. city. Like, they're out there scavenging, and, like, I guess, like I said, if they come across a grain field, you lower those and, like, harvest up all the grain yeah. while you're going. Like, I just like that these cities are, like, it's not just, like, oh, well, let's put a city on tread. It's, like, no, how is this practical? Like, how do, how do they get food? How do they do stuff? They kind of thought that out, um, and just, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so we get we get a brief scene in the London Museum, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is on this London city. Uh, I did think it was funny. I, I think I like this little museum and how it has like really odd things. Like he has like the American deities, yeah. deities and it's and it's the guys from uh, shoot. I can't think of the movie now. Or what they're called. The little yellow guys. With the big glasses. Oh, minions. Minions. From, uh, yeah. Despicable me. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> the american deities <laughs> hey uh, i love that they've got I mean, cars and roads on the city yeah like, it's so big that you this is not big enough that you need a car yeah no i mean they, i mean i guess snowpiercer had its own train yeah inside. <laughs> it had a train inside a train but what i was gonna say is um you're talking about the deities thing is i mean that's the thing with it, and i mean we'll never know because we won't be here but it's like you know a, a thousand years from now two thousand years from now what sort of stuff are they going to dig up from our time and like have to figure out? Yeah, what the fuck did this mean? Like, I do think that's it. Digit spinners. Yeah. Oh, man. oh fuck. I, in the future, they're going to be like, we believe they believe this was their uh, religious symbol <laughs> they used to summon their god. Yeah, you used would, in meditation. Yes. Like, <laughs> you would spin two of them and sink your mind with this. <laughs> like, I just what what sort of bullshit crap are they going to come up with? Um. I I mean this guy so the he our our second main character mm-hmm. he's he's late to the museum they're yep. kind of building character for him yeah I'm like how far away and, 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 they, how, they, and how would you be late to anything in yeah. this place I mean it's big like you said it's it's a, it is sizable it, but I it's mean, not that big I think it's the size of London I think they just took London and plucked you it know out. how big London is you still need cars to get around London I've yeah been London, to London is gigantic man yeah. this is not as big as London. All right. Fine. I mean, because well, I mean, I guess it's vertical. Yeah, but it's not still not that. I guess you know. 
Um, but yeah, no, and they definitely introduce. We, we get to see that this character is like a lower lower class citizen. So yeah, and we kind of get the get the feeling of like just the there's a divide in in London in this. Well, I mean, that's like character. the London. That's like the British class system kind of thing. Mm-hmm, it's exactly. like who was your father that mattered, yeah. and you know stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we find out that he's a science prodigy. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to be a pilot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that there are things called quantum energy weapons. Yes. Which he has like a broken version of, which still seems like it would be dangerous. Yeah. I don't know no. what powers the quantum I, energy I, weapon, I but it's like got to be radioactive. That should be something you should just be able to carry around. Like, hey, look what I found. Like, yeah. Yeah. And we also find out the dangerous tech has been going missing. Yes. Specific dangerous tech. Very specific yeah. dangerous yeah. tech. Um, and then the jerk Ch- Chad character shows mm-hmm. up. Our, our stereotypical. I mean, a lot of this movie is very stereotypical characters and yeah. stuff like that. Nothing, yeah. nothing that really stands out. Yeah. Um, yeah. He shows up because basically uh, Tom is is flirting or not just flirting. He's just interacting with uh, with uh, what's her name? Anna. No, no, yeah. not Anna. Sorry. Sorry. That's the wrong person. Catherine, Catherine. Who, who is who is. Definitely a higher class than him. Yeah. And so so he, she's she's the daughter of the commander. Yes. But also science guy, mm-hmm. like the main, like the commander villain slash basically. science guy. Yeah. Uh, By the way, this character mm-hmm. completely removed her from the movie. Yeah. No. Doesn't need to be there. Nope. Doesn't really do anything important. Doesn't add anything. Yeah. Just just there. Yeah. You could easily remove her, and and it it just shortens the movie by like ten minutes. Yeah. You cut out a good couple of minutes here or there. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, she does have kind of her own storyline of finding out that her father's a dick. Um, while 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 Tom is off having adventures in the in the wasteland, but yeah, so because we cut to her every, and like I said, it would give us back movie time, but at least we we get her revelation that maybe her father's a dick. I, I feel, I feel, yeah. Any revelation, anything that she did, I could easily write one of the other characters doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Or, you know, we can also just see he's a dick. We don't need her to explain yeah. it to him. No. But uh, yeah. So um, Tom, Tom, are they? So London uh, basically takes it, which I was surprised by this is London in, in, envelops this small town that they found. And the fact that like I thought, you know, like when 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 a big town eats a little town, like they don't give a rat's ass about the people. Yeah. Like, no, they're but they're much, like bringing them, making yeah, them like, citizens. Yeah. And, like, hey, welcome to London. This is what you can they do. They need workers. Find some stuff. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, so London envelops a town and they're like getting all the new people on. Um, And then the, this is when we have, I uh, have uh, Hester basically uh, tries to, and I mean, she, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, she no, she it. straight up stabs she, him. She, she stabs him. Yeah. Uh, tries to assassinate uh what's his name thaddeus there we go thaddeus valentine which is which is the father of Kirsten. what a dumbass but, name uh, yeah. for a character that is so basic daddy like thaddeus is a bad name because thaddeus valentine the, the, the sort that name, sounds made up the only i mean all name, names are made up and, but you know and it also is made up for a book <laughs> so i mean what you gonna do over? but uh just the fact the fact that a sort name for thaddeus is just gonna be that and like that's <laughs> <dumb> sort name <laughs> uh, uh but yeah so she basically she tries to assassinate him um does get a good Good stab at him, which honestly I felt like he should have been more wounded than he. Yeah, was. he like, took that very well. He takes he takes getting stabbed in the gut. I guess adrenaline's well. a hell hell of a drug, I but guess. she should have just been like prison style, like or get in there and really give us some twisting. Yeah, stab him in the neck or something like really kill him. Get the job done, lady. She did catch him completely off guard. Yeah, you could go for anything. Go for anything. Go for the neck. Go get get it. Come on. 
Uh, but then we get like an epic, epic, epic scene mm-hmm. of her uh, basically being chased through the town as it's being torn apart. Yeah. And I do got to say, this was overly complicated. Like, you don't need all these grabbers and oh, chainsaws yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And what you really just need is one of those big, like, spinny things with the two big wheels that just chomp things. And they totally had that. So you, you know, you ever seen like one of those videos where they just like put like a car engine in the thing and it's just oh, like it just like oh, eats oh, it to pieces. Oh, you mean yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. And they absolutely have that, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. just, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, that's all you need. You don't mm-hmm. need like these chainsaws and these grabber hands and wouldn't all this. It, wouldn't it be as cool yeah. as a chase scene though, Robert? And and also, you wouldn't want to take some time to go through the city, see if there's anything, see if there's yeah. anything there. I mean, they kind of did because Tom's job is, you know, to yeah. to find historical stuff, and they did so like like I don't know if like before they have something like maybe they had already gone through the city. We don't know how much time has passed. Well, not too much time, but because like yeah, Tom does show up to kind of look through some of the stuff that they've got from the city to stop them. From yeah, and he okay, and he saves a broken tr- toaster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why was that toaster on the town? That town does not have any extra energy to carry around broken shit. <laughs> like, I needed more to know, like, was there a town scientist guy that yeah. was, like, fixing things and whatnot? You yeah. know, like, no reason that toaster should be on there. Yeah. So, our chase culminates at the end with uh, Tom catching up to Hester, uh, but basically sees, like, hey, you know, that that is a, is a deuce bag who killed, killed my mother before she jumps down a chute. Uh, through the anus yes the anus of the city <laughs> yes <laughs> um and then uh tom essentially basically that shows up which once again i dude just got stabbed just got stabbed yeah. in the gut how did he keep up catch get there fairly well i quickly. mean he notices it like as soon as he pushes him off the side yeah you know and he just like oh my god i've been stabbed <laughs> come on man oh, snap i've been stabbed you anybody, just ran a mile anybody else knew i got stabbed it's kind of funny but yeah that shows up and basically you know uh tom thinking like hey this is weird that she'd say you killed somebody but that's not a thing right and then that instantly confirmed like yeah i did kill her by pushing them down the anus also yeah um anyway and there's and we find out that someone saw it happen yep yep um and and this is kind of the then we we go to like his his apartment or his office or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and, and at first I noticed like these like kind of modern candelabras and stuff like that. I'm like the set work in this whole thing is just not basic. Like they yeah. put a lot of work into this. They made like custom fixtures for lighting and just did all all the walls and everything. Like I mean the set design is just fantastic. Yeah. I mean I think it just goes once again back to the director. Is, yeah, is like this is his thing. It's is painting he, a scene. Yeah, he is known for the visual side of stuff, and so like this is his first directorial debut. But it's still he's still the same guy. So he still thinks, you know, while he's sitting in the director's chair, he still thinks like, how do I want this to look and like frame everything? So I think that's where a lot of this movie gets a lot of its strong visuals from is the fact that the guy who's directing it is losing his normal job yeah. is to set up and scenes then exactly and make what I want. Amazing, somebody doing. You know, yeah. I'm not coming here for pig. I'm not coming yeah. here for Shawshank Redemption. And I'm coming here for some fun. That's one thing you know? I was going to say some, about some, this movie. Some eye is, candy. Is, is, is while it was a flop, and because that's the thing is, I knew it was going to, I knew it was a flop before I'd seen it. You know, yeah. I'd heard about it and stuff, and you kind of talked it up, and I kind of went into it like, huh, what is this going to be? And after watching this one, thing, I was like, is this, you know, like the greatest movie I've ever seen? No, not even close. But like, I this movie does, did not deserve to be a flop because when you watch no, it, it's like, no, not. this is just your fun. I mean, like, if this had been a summer blockbuster without yeah, much competition, it would little, have been cut out the, a little fat. They could have made it, yeah, make they it a little bit shorter. It up a bit. This movie would have been a hit because it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's it's 
it's just a lot of fun and you get you get these really grandiose set pieces and really well shot scenes and it's just it's just a lot and of honestly, fun. And honestly a pretty good story. Yeah. With with not a whole lot when basically no plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um and and they really explain almost everything which I I mean I could have used them cut, cutting out the robot. Yeah. Honestly, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, so it's so a little flyer. Robert, not a robot, cyborg. Sorry, cyborg. sorry, an undead man, <laughs> an undead man. Yes. Uh, so, so, so we find out that they've got uh, airships, mm-hmm. flying airships, and they're hunting them down, and they're hiding in a in a tread mark. Yep. Um, I love I love that London is so big that you've got video chat. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This post apocalyptic world where they don't have square TVs, they they've got video <laughs> chat. They've got Teams. <laughs> got to. Got to. Um, yeah, so they hide out, um, and make it, they make it through that, make it to the night. Um, and this is where, and it's just one of the, I mean, I get it. He, he, he's been raised in London all his life. He doesn't know any yeah. better, but just like, I don't know if I'm out in the middle of the wasteland, even if I do see something driving out there, Tom is out there screaming at some random city. Yeah. Like, come save us. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, that's not how right it works. out loud. Also, you're like part of the problem yeah you lived on london yeah. you're a bad guy yeah. you're basically a nazi once they find <laughs> out you're from london things are going south but yeah. yeah tom essentially flags down you know a scavenger city and uh hester wakes up and finds out and like oh well we're fucked yeah. um but yeah so they start running um but they managed to be saved by i don't know a weird couple and a weird centipede yeah vehicle. i love this yeah so so this is like i would almost put this movie in the the labyrinth category Mm. you know like one of those kind of classic movies like the never-ending story Mm -hmm. like this feels like one of those movies to some degree yeah yeah um so i don't want to say there's anywhere near as good as the labyrinth or or uh the never-ending story but it's definitely in that vein it's it's in the same genre yeah it's not as good quality but same genre um yeah so they're saved by this couple um very weird couple and also like I uh, when they basically the couple's like almost way like way too like I don't know it's one of these like when you're in a world where it's dog eat dog and everybody's out to get get their own to some degree when you meet a nice couple like oh hey welcome we'll take care of you you have to know something's up you have to know something's up oh yeah like, yeah how do you not know something's up when they get led into the room like oh that door's gonna be locked yeah no I was shit. like hey, that door's gonna be locked don't get why you getting comfortable I love later on when they get to like the the slave trade mm-hmm. right and they've got like. A whole bunch of people. Yeah. I'm like, how many people just wandering around the landscape? <laughs> There's got to be so many people that like that and enough that fall into this hole mm-hmm. in this very specific spot. Like, <laughs> I, I, mean, I think they move around. Like I said, they got their centipede vehicle. I think they move around. They ain't, they're out there, for, you know, out there finding the. Yeah. The rejects or the people. I mean, that's the thing is there's, there's definitely in this world, because basically as we've seen, like one is we haven't seen this, but there's definitely gigantic cities out there yeah that are probably like you know the tear of everything then you have your your mid mid-tier cities like london and then you have a bunch of like I, and i think the scavenger cities are in the same class as the our first city we see where it's like they're the yeah, same size yeah. and they're just out there trying to do their own but there's plenty of people that gotta fall through the cracks who don't you know they, they really get i couldn't see city. more than like i don't know i see uh, I, like well, a couple of hundred people that it, that live on the land yeah like i mean that's got to be a rare occasion especially in this area because this, yeah. is, this is like the traction area. You know, there's like the other side of the gate of the wall where it's yeah. like nobody uses cities. They're all just living off the land. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to talk about that when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so th- this couple kidnaps them, essentially, uh, and takes them to a city to be sold as slaves. Um, we did get a flashback of her mother, though. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. that. Yeah. So we get we get a little... I could yeah, I could have lived without the flashbacks, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think... I don't know if they helped us all that much. I mean, it, it does... Because we, 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 it does answer the question. I mean, I guess he could just say it, but it does answer the question that we kind of get eventually of like what happened to her mother. And yeah. Why she's and also to kill, yeah, and also that that the guy dad. found one of the bombs. Yeah. And or that she found one of the bombs, and then her her dad took it from mm-hmm. her. Which I feel like they they she should have known it was her dad like from the beginning. Yeah. Instead of her, her like figuring that out later in like this weird star wars moment you know mm-hmm. i was like ah we figured it out already man yeah. <laughs> you're like we're, we're already there we're sorry yeah I, this is a revelation for you for us it's not <laughs> yeah and of course like they she gets like this eye necklace mm-hmm. and i'm just like yeah of course that's gonna be the key to everything yeah like and she never would have opened it no she wouldn't have opened that eye necklace. Mm. Nobody would have opened that why? eye necklace. Why would you? Yeah. Robert, why <laughs> would you? <laughs> but you know what I did like is that it was it said USA on it, mm-hmm. but then it spelled out Medusa later. Yeah. Which Medusa we'll talk about when we get there. <laughs> um, and we also find out that he was the one that cut her face. Yes. Yes. And then he goes to one of the places that should not exist in this universe this ridiculous prison <laughs> the, the offshore... you don't have a prison in this post-apocalyptic yeah. universe like why would you have that and, and why, why would it even... be something that walks over water but and here's other thing here's other thing even let's say you do have a prison right why would you keep like okay yeah you're gonna put some people in prison but the the, the where he goes this this street street cyborg dude yeah why would you keep him alive that's yeah. not someone you keep yeah. alive. Like, okay, sure, you're gonna you lock up or whatever. You're gonna yeah. lock up this dude, but like, no, the the cyborg cyborg killing machine. Like, if you if you're not using the cyborg killing machine, then you dispose of the cyborg killing machine. You don't keep it in a box. Like, it's not like he's gonna. Uh, what what's the word? It's not like he's going to um reform and then come out and be you know a baker and yeah. help you out. Yeah. So I'm like, why is he in prison? I want to know the point. I want to know how they caught him and got him in that cell. Yeah. Like oh, that's yeah. a tiny bridge to try and get this massive machine mm-hmm. with 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 superhuman strength. Yeah, you know, into uh, we find out that he's a member of the Lazarus B- Brigade. Basically, uh, I guess they like take his brain and put it in a robot body, mm-hmm. and that makes them forget everything and who they are. Yeah, but we do find out that some some things some linger stuff, li- and yep, whatnot. Yeah, um, and and they find they they decide they're gonna free him. Mm-hmm. By destroying the whole fucking prison. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, just ask. Yeah, I have this guy is the Hugo Weaving's character is like a big yeah. wig. I bet if he said let that robot go, mm-hmm. that the the prison guards would be like, I don't want even want to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. I'm gonna let that robot go. Just let it out. Like, and just like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, there's no reason to take out the whole prisoner in prison and just kill untold numbers of prisoners. And, so, and also, also, some of them might have survived. Now they're out free too. um so yeah he releases them because he shriek is has made it clear like he is pissed off at hester which so here's the thing here here, here's the thing let's let's talk about this real quick um yeah the the robot situation is stupid yeah yeah no it definitely is because one is like you said it removes all you know previous who you are basically we find out a little bit later from hester that she was raised by the robot after her mom died and she was on her own she's ready for the robot um, and then she 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 find out that the robot is building her a robot body. Yep. 
to you know inhabit and she agrees like hey cool let's do it because he doesn't want to feel pain anymore of me with yeah. mother. so she agrees to it um and then she she betrays him by finding out oh i can go to london and kill the dude who killed my mom so yeah. i'm gonna do that instead Which, well, why why did why what i think should have happened is the robot should have been with her the whole time yeah i was like it's like she should have been like told- i want to go and be your r- robot friend yeah but we got to go kill this dude first. Exactly. That's one thing I put down. I was like, it makes no sense. Like, the robot was pretty... I mean, even though he's, you know, unfilling robot, he obviously cares about her because he, like, he doesn't want her to feel pain anymore either and is willing to, you know, make her like him. Uh, and so in his own way, he's showing he cares. So I'm pretty sure if you would have said, hey, like, we're still... Yeah, all this makes sense. Let's still do this. But let's go kill this man first. I'm pretty sure you'd be like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. You know? But then the other thing is also, I how how dead set i mean i guess you could say because of betrayal but like he is singly focused on catching her and killing her yeah and i just feel like that's a le- huge leap for uh what's supposed to be an unfilling cyborg i he sort of like well, i didn't get the in- i didn't get the interpretation that he was unfeeling just that he didn't remember his past i guess yeah because they clearly has emotions yeah he's clearly upset that 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 she 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 broke her promise. He's taking and he's clearly ex- lonely, which is he, why he yeah. wants he wants a robot companion. He takes it to such an extreme, man. Right. I don't know. I feel like his yeah. unwavering pursuit and wanting to like he when we first meet him, he's in the prison cell just screaming her name, and I'm like, this is a little much. Yeah, <laughs> like, and beating on know. the walls. I'm like, this is a little much. Uh, so so we move over to they're they're at the slave market. And this is when we get introduced to Fang, yep, um, the terrorist who who was who had a brief moment where there was a wanted poster on the TV mm-hmm. uh, for during during the intake. Like these these people do not have time to worry about wanted posters while they're being you know consumed by London. Yeah, um, but this 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 I mean, Fang I character. I, I don't know. I actually got to say, actually, maybe that's that's a different thing. I was, actually, I think that makes a lot of sense. Is let's say that people in the city had inter, inter, interacted with Fang or knew where Fang yeah, was. Yeah, true. Like, you're new to the city. Something you see it in to get yourself elite. Like, so ah, you're fair just enough, like, fair this enough. is a perfect time. We're like, hey, you're about to probably be living the bottom rung of the London. It's going to be a city life. Oh, you know something about Fang? Well, welcome to the high life. Nah, <laughs> like, true, sort of thing. True, like, true, this is a perfect true, time true, to true, true. bait someone to yeah. give her up yeah. if they uh, know. But anyway, suddenly the Matrix shows up. Yep. <laughs> This is just ridiculous. <laughs> this is just over the top. Who has time to put that pompadour up? No, like, no. you know what? If you're a terrorist, you know what you don't want to do? Stand the fuck out. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't have a unique. And this character look. is ridiculous. The, the hair, the glasses, every. I mean, yeah, no, you're 100 right. You, see, if you just cut this character out and plop her in the middle of the matrix, no one bats. An eye. Yeah, no <laughs> one bats. An eye. No, no, she makes perfect sense. Airship here. and all. Airship yeah. and all. no, she's in. Yeah, let's get a red airship mm-hmm. that stands mm-hmm. out like a target as well. Wearing a leather jacket <laughs> like this. This, yeah, no, see, like I mean, and that's something you see with movies in general. It's like. Like, ooh, let's make a cool, like, secret agent character or a cool, like, you know, thing. And it's always, like, the best-looking guy or they're wearing a unique thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. In real life, if you're, you're, like, undercover, like, you look like the most generic, plain person ever. Because, like, yeah, you don't 
You want to blend in with the crowd. You want people to forget your face as soon as they see you. You don't have special hair or a cool uniform or anything. It's like, no, you're wearing like the most generic stuff. and <laughs> the, you, you just look like, like a yeah, dude. Yeah, just a regular version. No one's yeah. going to pay attention to you. That's what you're, That's what people are looking for when they're looking for top secret agents or being able to yeah. blend in. By the way, like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's clear. It's stated that like there's a fifty thousand dollar reward or something yeah something like that i'm like everybody would be trying to take her that's what i love that that scene where basically she like she shows up and she offers to buy hester and uh and tom and he's like well you know you're you either pay me fifty thousand dollars or i turn you in for your bounty and i'm like hold up hold up i'm like he's gonna have to pay everybody fifty that's what i'm saying like everybody in the crowd if it doesn't matter if she gives you fifty thousand dollars i'm grabbing like everybody in that crowd is like oh hell Grab her. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, by the way, they have a standardized money system. Mm-hmm. Like London, it, I, I got the impression that London was kind of new to the scene, mm-hmm. you know, right? Because they just crossed, crossed the land bridge and was, you know, foraging yeah. and, you know, trying to come up with a way to get through, you know, to, through the anti-tractionist. Yeah. And I'm just like, but they're part of the standardized money system. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> when you show up before you head out into the wasteland where you will, you know, terrorize smaller cities and hire for bigger cities. You have to sign onto their, their their money system before you show up. <laughs> like right uh, as you cross the land bridge, there's a dude waiting for you on the other side. Uh, but badass robot shows up. Yep. And did you have you did you notice throughout this movie almost every major interaction took place on a walkway? Mm. Like think about like the very beginning. Yep, yeah. There's a walk. They 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 meet all meet up at the walkway, yep. and then she jumps off, and he gets pushed off, mm-hmm. and then the robot shows up. It's on a walkway. Yeah. And then there's a walkway when they're on the airship, the big air air base, and there's a walkway when they, at the end of the movie. They, they like walkways. everything takes place in walkways. Like walkways in this movie. Man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if they could have put a giant walkway for cities to fight on there would have been something <laughs> yeah. by the way i will do anything and everything anybody ever asked me to get this fucking airship mm. i want an airship mm-hmm. that i can live in like yep. a house yeah like i'll i'll kill anybody i'll fuck anybody i'll eat anything just give me a fucking airship those bill your, gates those are your elon things. musk those are your three yeah. things you'll kill anybody you'll fuck anybody <laughs> And you'll eat. I, this is a weird selection. Or you'll eat anything. Anything. Well, I mean, like, what else would they have me do? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like maybe like some forced labor for a certain amount of years or something. But uh, yeah, like, I'll do that too. You're Whatever. just like, oh, they're obviously either going to want me to kill somebody or have sex with somebody. I mean, this is my or, problem. Don't or know. eat something. Can we take a sidebar for a second? Right, even though this is a long movie. It's like, I really want a million dollars. Okay. There's a there's like fifteen hundred billionaires in the world. Mm-hmm. One of them has got a something they want me to do for a million dollars. As long as it doesn't permanently harm me, I can don't go to prison for more than five years, and it doesn't take more than a year to complete the task. I'll do it. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Vladimir Putin, whoever, a million dollars. As long as it doesn't take a year to com- more than a year to complete, it doesn't permanently harm me, and mm-hmm. and I don't go to prison for more than five years. I do five years for a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, so if if there happens to be any billionaires listening to this podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can hit up our email um, at Watching It Podcast, and I will pass it along to Robert. <laughs> Million um, dollars. That's a selling point. Yeah. yeah. So no way this nerd kid is going to one hand hold on to that rope mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. they fly off. Yeah. He yeah. does not have the grip strength. And, or the arm strength. I'm gonna say at one hand hold like so. Here's the thing: is the, the so they're 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 basically they're uh, Hester's climbing up in there. Tom's on the rope, and uh, Sheik is holding the other end of the rope. 
and stuff. So there's there's a there's a tension between the robot and the plane. Yeah. Where when you cut that rope, oh yeah, that can snap. And if you're holding him with one hand, like he is, like oh he's gone. He, he, yeah. There's no way he's like you said. That thing is not just a nerdy kid. Almost anybody. It doesn't matter who you are, unless you're 100 like trained and yeah, ready for exactly. it. When that rope tension suddenly just snaps, oh you're 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 gone. You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not hanging. Yeah, this on. kid is soft. <laughs> yeah, you're not hanging on to that. <laughs> Um, I, I think it's a little, I, I, this, this is a post-apocalyptic world Mm -hmm. where there's a lot of travel around. Yep. I just find it unlikely that Fang knows her mom. Yeah. That it's just like too, a bit much. It's one of those things like, this is one of those, uh, what do you call it when it's like, oh, well that's like, it's, it's there for story's sake. And at the end of the day, it's like, what are the odds? What, like, what are the odds? Everybody who travels, like, yeah, it's just so, it's. Yeah, no. It's just, that's all I can really say. It's like it's just like it's just so not gonna happen. I, lo- I love that the robot has his own little town mm-hmm. that he rolls around in. Yeah, but I would not want to live in it. No, all these freaky automaton dolls. Uh, Hell no. Yeah, you don't want to get comfortable there, Robert. Yeah, just relax. Um, but I tell you what, they had one of the best uh, growing up transitions mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Where it's like her is kind of like a, a young, uh, probably like thirteen. Or so. Yeah. And then he walks past her and all of a sudden she's like 10 years older. Yeah. Just yeah. seamless. You almost miss it. Um, great, great choices of, of two different actors that look very similar. Yeah. You know, and great makeup and, work. And so here's the thing that drives me crazy. That's another sidebar. Uh, but is like seeing this movie where they, they went out, they especially when the younger actress doesn't have to do that much acting. Or just the one of them doesn't have to do as much acting. Whenever I see a movie where they were like, hey, this person ages into that person. Yeah. And they do a crappy job of it. Or like there's I've seen so many movies, like, there's no way I could ever believe that that guy becomes mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. guy in 10 years. And they don't look alike. And so whenever and when you see a movie that does it well, especially like I said, especially like like uh what is it? Uh Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Watch the show. In Yellow Jackets, both actresses had to be a, a good actor because they both had yeah. a prominent role. But in like this scene, you don't need someone who can act. You need someone. Yeah. They they don't have any lines. You have them show up for a little bit. So my thing is like, yeah, when it, whenever I see it and it's just like one of the part, one of the f- sides, whether it's the older side or the younger side, is only in the movie for a grand total of two minutes and they still can't find someone who looks l- real believable to become it. I'm just like, what are you doing? Well, like I, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it, that is one of my biggest pet peeves in yeah. movies and TV shows. It's whenever I, they're like, "Yeah, this person becomes that person." Like, there's no way in hell that person becomes that person. There is no way in hell that person ever looks like that man. <laughs> there is no way in hell, and there's no way ever going to get me to believe it. I hate that so much. And this is one where halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. we are at the halfway mark right yep. now. This has been a lot of movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the second half because <laughs> it's a lot. Yep. All right, let's talk about this Air Fortress. All right. Yeah, they let's go to the Air Fortress. Let's talk about the Air Fortress. So first of all, I really want a Peter Jackson remake of Slipstream. Mm. Think mm. about that. Think mm-hmm. about that. Just pontificate on that for a second. Cipher, yeah. cipher that yeah. a bit. You know, yeah. go back yeah. and listen to our episode about Slipstream. <laughs> <laughs> and go watch the movie Slipstream, the, yeah. the, the uh, 1980s movie. Uh, yeah, but make yeah, Peter, sure to get the right one because there's two other ones out there that have nothing to do But I don't do know if it. I want Peter Jackson to remake it or if I want this this Christian Rivers guy I feel to like do. They, I feel like they come together. Yeah, I feel like you're fair enough. Both fair enough. Ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Peter Jackson is the director, then Christian Rivers is doing all the visuals anyways. Yeah. And if 
he's not the director, then Peter Jackson will, you know, do some script writing and help, you know, with some, <laughs> some stuff. And then this guy will steal. So you, you get the same effect yeah. either way. Uh, but we see the sign as they're disembarking or they're disembarking. Yeah, they're embarking but, onto the. But they're, they're disembarking dis- from their ship yeah. onto the state onto the air let's, haven let's station. Let's not get weird. With yeah, them. yeah. Disembarking. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, and we see a sign that says "Make no sparks." And yeah. I'm like, no shit. I'm like, is this run on helium? I, I'm just like, what are we doing up here? Is you this, don't let them have guns. I'm say, this you don't let them have anything that can make a spark. I'm say, this is going to be a Hindenburg situation again. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Because like this place, it goes, it explodes and goes down later on. Yep. And I'm just like. There's like you have somebody checking the luggage, like you have the TSA running that shit. Sorry. Like they're like they're like no smoking. It's like you don't let them have a lighter. Yeah, no. You don't let them have metal. You don't let them have a gun with bullets. Like, sorry, sorry, water down the wrong pipe. Uh, <laughs> Donald's dying. Yep, yep. This is our last um. podcast. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I am in the hospital bed right now. Terminal cancer taking me. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, like when you think about things like this, like you said, like you wouldn't let them have a mar- uh, match or a spark, but it's just like, yeah, just everyday day to life. Everything is drastically yeah. different. Cause you yeah. can't even, there's things we do Rubber in our shoes. Like, yeah, but say, there's things we do in our day to day life that we don't even take into account, but in certain circumstances could be life threatening. And that's, this is one of those scenarios like, oh no, 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 you can't nothing, nothing you do can even lead to a fire. So like, yeah. But maybe paper's not even allowed up here. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is dangerous. One spark and everyone's every, yeah. everybody's gone. Uh, but so we find out that what what uh, Hugo Weaving's character had gotten his hands on was a computer core mm-hmm. um, that's able to create these uh, fusion weapons. Yeah. Um, and the well, only thing that can so. stop it is a crash drive. Yes. Which lo and behold ends up being in the necklace. Oh my god! Surprising. See that coming? Shocked, I tell you, shocked. Yeah. I'm like. Dude, as soon as you find like you find that like computer core, mm-hmm. he like just destroy it immediately. Oh yeah. Smash it before he can get his hands on yeah. it. Yeah. That 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 yeah. especially because what we're basically led to believe is that I mean not led to believe, it's it's told to us, is that these weapons are why the world is in its current yeah. state. So it's yeah. like you already know there's no reason for this to be like you find it, it's like, no, you don't need this. This is this is why we're all screwed already. We don't need more of this. Um but yeah. Uh, so we we find out that uh, they they get they get the machine working and they're gonna go attack the shield wall, mm-hmm. which is basically you know Helm's Deep. Yeah. Later yep. later on, uh, but you know I'm I'm gonna kind of gloss over this whole meeting they have with with the terrorist people. Mm-hmm. It's not really all that important. Some information is is yeah. put out, but, but not really a big deal. Yeah. But all of a sudden they start finding out that that something's going wrong and they go outside and they see explosions happening. Yep. And it takes like five minutes before we hear somebody say evacuate now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how about evacuate like 10 minutes ago? <laughs> yo? As soon as you see a spark, you're out. There should be a really like some sort of alarm system or something yeah. that goes off the instant anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, yeah, we find out that's being caused by the robot. Who knows how he got up onto the airship? Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> Robert, you're asking questions. Don't ask yeah, questions. Yeah. And we get another bridge conver- confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the robot dies. Yep. Just didn't die. I didn't see. I honestly, especially because they, they basically, like I said, Hester was raised by the robot and still cares about it. You can tell. And the robot obviously, cares. I thought there was going to be, I mean, he has a slight redemption arc when he doesn't kill tom and yeah but am i really supposed to feel bad about the murder robot i thought the robot was going to switch i thought the robot was going to switch sides and help them like i i so i robot dying 
Yes. I thought it would happen later after he switched sides and mm-hmm. like helped him storm London. Like that's where I was very like, surprised. Yeah, yeah, a more a more heroic death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, very surprised by this robot's death. Yeah. What an awesome character though, man. The robot yeah. was badass. Mm-hmm. You know, if for for his short lived zombie ro- cyborg robot. How can that not be badass, yeah, Robert? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, we finally get a view of the shield wall, mm-hmm. and on the other side, paradise. Yeah, I'm like, just fucking join them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what I can't like. Understand. What's stopping you? Why are why is there this divide? Why are there these people who are like, we'd rather be in cities driving around? Like, are, I mean, it's, it's, so is everybody who's on this side of the city? Well, like, were, are, were they banished out of? Yeah, no, no, no it definitely feels like because you think like London is like the hot shit. For the for the first half of this movie, yeah. But then once you see the shield wall and you see the airship nation, yeah, you're like, no, they're the they're the plebs, yeah, exactly. Like the, anybody who's riding around on tracks, mm-hmm. they're the scum of the, they're the yeah. lowest tier. I mean, that thing is like I said, London is set up in this tiered caste system. But then when you look at it, it's like at the highest yeah. level of London civility or whatever is probably like seen as like like you said nobody's in this yeah. other like yeah it's just it's a weird revelation to be like oh the the yeah if you're on this side of the sealed wall you're like bottom of the barrel already yeah it's basically the ground noobs <laughs> versus the air elites <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh so the yeah this shield wall was a little bit too mm. china for me you know, yeah. like I kind of felt like they were trying to say something there, like, like they were trying to appease the Chinese to try mm. and like get that China money at the movie theater. Everybody is though. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they got a billion people. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, was <laughs> say, uh, I saw this. Yeah, I can't wait till we start trying to appease the Indians because their cinema is fucking off the hook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, I was actually just reading this article that was talking about. Uh, an actor, I can't remember who it was now, also, uh, Richard Gere. Yeah. And how, like, he's been very much about, you know, free Tibet and all that stuff. And, like, he made a. And then when you look at his, dis- or his filmography, you'll see, like, he really hasn't been in anything since this. Yeah. Is he made a thing talking about free Tibet, one of the award shows. And since then, he's almost been blacklisted in Hollywood. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. you can't. It's it's fucked up, but you can't say anything about China if you want to make money in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's what's his name from, uh, um, the Suicide Squad from Peacemaker. John Cena. John Cena. Yeah, yeah like he said something about uh, recognizing Taiwan, mm-hmm. and then he had to create <laughs> he, a video oh, saying yeah. that. And they still blacklisted yep, his ass. Yep, doesn't matter. He came out. Like, like, you can't on. fuck up once. You no. know what? Free Tibet and Taiwan is a country. So yep. there, I'm putting down our stamp. Don Elkin delete it later if he really Dang. wants us to well, get that China money. This podcast has done everybody. <laughs> just, just lost. China. Yeah, no, no, no doubt that Anchor <laughs> is owned by the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> no, Anchor is owned by Audible, which is owned by Amazon. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, no, Jeff no, no, Bezos no, no, probably no. says the same good with the wrong. Chinese. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, Anchor's owned by Spotify. I don't know why that was audible. Yeah, that's Spotify. Well, who knows who owns what? Everybody. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, who Be- owns Bezos Spotify. owns everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. Um, I don't know why they had to make this weapon look like a like. It, I don't understand why there there's like a random medusa like mm-hmm. wall carving this, I, this... that has the eye in the head that matches the eye of mm-hmm. the necklace that she has I, I, this... and then the weapon's got to look like a cobra this was it was a bit much like the the medusa wall revelation this is probably one of the weakest parts of the movie for me because it's just like it just felt like such a stretch and like it's like why would they do this? Why would they set it up exactly? Or, or like, I don't know. It just to me, it, it 
while I mean, like I said, I know we're in a fantasy world where there's zombie cyborg robots and giant cities rolling around on treads and airships, but this this part kind of took me out of the immersion. <laughs> like this is where I'm just like, you're losing me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so I mean, this is basically we're we're in the end mm-hmm. scene here where it's a lot of a lot of action. Yeah, a lot of chasing and action. And what on. I don't really get is it seemed very much like rushed. Like, like, uh, like, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me put that another way. So from Hugo Weaving's perspective, he seems like he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Overload the weapon to fire Mm -hmm. again. I'm like, after that first shot, you fucking won, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like you destroyed all the things that would stop you from rolling up on that wall. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to You can take however long you want to fire that weapon again. Yeah. It's like, you don't just got to punch through and rush this shit. This is like. There's like hundreds of other cities that have been destroyed trying to take this wall. Yeah. It's like you just beat their only defense. Just have a have take, a have a have a, a victory. Have lap. a drink, man. Yeah. Like you just won. Yeah. Like if it, it, it only falls apart because you rush it and mm-hmm. like yeah, it's it's super stupid. Uh, I love that. Like just before they get in their airship to to go attack London, yeah. He's like, I gotta have the right jacket. Yeah. For this, like, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, so my thing is this, like, yeah, with the, with them going to attack London, and I, I felt, because basically, like you said, that we lose a lot of the, I felt like, so we, ba- like, we get in London, and there, there there's a duel between uh, Anna and frickin' and uh, Dad, and stuff which she loses, and it, I felt like some of it was just unbelievable in the sense of that, the scale of the good guys, I mean, that thing is, everyone loves an underdog story, but just the scale of the good guys to the, to the, so like he basically got most of London behind him. Yeah. And so I'm just like, how are they making it through this? Like it just seems like they there's so many times that it seems like they should have been stopped or someone yeah. like so um but yeah, I mean it's still the the scene as a whole, I mean the accent is great. But is it, like I said, if you take it if you look at it from the outside, it's like eh. <laughs> like Yeah. Um I I don't understand why they're like, Oh, let's let him live. I'm like, just kill this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, don't don't let him live. Yeah. But he does end up getting crushed yeah. by the tracks. Yep. Yep um yeah i mean that, that's pretty, i mean that's pretty much the that's movie pretty much it they they win um, they kill the guy they destroy the weapon they destroy the city um god knows how many people died from all those attacks mm. on that city wall yeah. like there was a whole city there that's just yep. gone man yep. i mean yeah if you did let them live if, if after you know we're doing the right thing it's like yeah they're not gonna let him live yeah. for what he did to the city. Like, imagine there's going to be some negotiations between London, London, and the people on the other side yeah. of the sealed wall. I mean, this is not a happy ending. No, I'll tell you why for two for for two reasons. First of all, because a whole lot of fuckers people die, fucking people died. Like mm-hmm. a million people just mm-hmm. died in this battle. Also, your wall's gone. Yeah, and everyone that's on the other side in the in the mm-hmm. Badlands or whatever, yeah. they're going to be L- coming. I'm gonna say London may be stopped, but there's yeah. other cities, bigger cities that we never saw. Yeah, out your, there your that... anti-tractionist land is getting raided real fast. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's over for you. Yeah. Maybe that's what the next book. I mean, is. that's the thing is like I said, there's three other books, so maybe there's a story to be told there that yeah. we'll never see in movie um, form. Seen as so, something we didn't mention that I want to talk about for just a quick second is uh, uh, these cities are impractical. Mm-hmm. They take so much energy to oh, move. Oh yeah, like, so much resources is going to, and it looks like they're just working off like steam engine power or something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like they have like a nuclear reactor or anything yeah. with power in this thing. Like, is it? Just... <laughs> 
that like there would be no huge cities. They I mean, would be all honestly, small ones, if that. I mean, I guess like I said, you want to get to a better life, so that's why you're punching the sealed wall. But I was like, you could take that technology from Medusa and figure some way to power a freaking city. Exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> you know what? That's what I thought because it's been a, a long enough that I hadn't watched the movie. I thought that's what he was originally trying to do. I mean, that's kind of what he taking these fusion reactors and trying to yeah, trying to power. He does spin it you're right. He does. The he does. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm coming up. With he's a working on a power, power plant yeah. project. Yeah, but secretly he's just looking to blow a hole in well and also like he he's like once we get past the wall we'll we'll be able to raid the action the the anti-tractionist territory mm-hmm. and i'm like uh, for what they yeah. don't have ships they don't have other cities yeah. there on track tr- you know on treads like you can eat yeah like what are you just gonna devour the land you can do that anywhere yeah yeah it made there there was a lot of stuff i mean you had to take a leap for this mm-hmm. um ultimately i think the problem with why this didn't become a bigger thing, which clearly Peter Jackson wanted it to be a Lord yep. of the Rings level thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's not a beloved book series. Yeah. I mean, I like well, everybody knew about Harry Potter when yeah. they started doing Harry Potter's. Everybody knew about Lord of the Rings when they did Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But like, I mean, I guess nobody knew what the matrix book was before they did the matrix. But... I mean, here's my thing. I, I, I don't think it, it has to be a beloved book series. I think it's, it's one is, like I said, if you're going to introduce a new, mythos a new canon whether that's from book or something else you gotta pick your spot right and like i said not that it, yeah, one it came is like out said, the wrong time they needed to they needed to there's a lot of stuff that they could have cut out of this movie um but this thing has a, this movie has a lot of stuff that really should like the the robot yeah, or the a giant lot of fat cities, a lot of fat well it has a lot of fat but i want to say it has a lot of things that should honestly be eye catchers and grab you into this like the robot or the giant cities the robots the airships all that stuff that people love or w- should love but I just think because of its timing and because of the amount of fat in this movie, like there's just like if this movie would have came out, like you said, during the summer blockbuster and it had its own slot with the fat in, I think it would have done fine mm-hmm. with the fat out. I think it would have been a hit. But coming out during the main yeah. movie release with all this flat with and, being, and like... being an unknown property, like you have no chance. You're an unknown entity. No one. No one wants to watch you're not gonna like i said there's too much good stuff to watch like i said there's yeah. the spider verse there's freaking wreck it ralph which people love there's frick, like there's there's oscar nominees there's big blockbusters this the, you're you're dooming if unless you have the most perfect and even then you're still running a huge yeah. risk and i mean i think they thought it was made gonna be movie. i thought it was i think they thought it was gonna be as big as anything else that was coming out around that and it, I, here's the thing is honestly here's the thing is i think if they would have done this movie right and released it at a different time point, I think come December next year or whenever you're putting out the sequel, yeah. you can compete. Yeah, absolutely. But you you didn't give yourself a chance by releasing the start of this yeah. at that time. Like I think, honestly, if they would have done this right and released it at the right time, I think the next time that December season rolls around, yeah, Mortal Engines 2, let's roll. Let's go put it up there with the Marvel movies. Let's roll. But because they didn't give the chance for it to grow in the beginning... That's what doomed them is like, yeah, you you aim for that December slot for two or three, not for number one. As always, you can find us on our website, watchingapod.com. There you can find links to our Instagram, to our Twitter, uh, links to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Donnell, what else should they do? Yeah, go ahead and uh, shoot us an email. Uh, would love to hear if you watch the movie and you hate it. Or if you watched the movie and you liked it, would love to hear from you about it. Because, uh, like I said, this is... If you've read the books, I would like yeah. to hear if the books are, are true to the movie mm-hmm. or vice versa. And if and if they're worth reading. 
Yeah. So yeah, just any opinion because I, I I do like uh with movies. You know, we we cover a lot of everything just to hear what other people are thinking and what they, and stuff. Because me and Robert have our opinions, of course. Um, but yeah, give us those emails. Read. Uh, give us any ratings, reviews, five stars, all that jazz. We will be back next week with the start of our crazy season, but it's going to be a light one. We're going to ease into it. So we will be back with Obi Wan. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can get some good Star Wars after. Boba Fett, um, <laughs> and hopefully we can get a good story. It looks good. Again, so Mandalorian will show up to save it if it's bad, <laughs> which makes no sense if he did. But pr- they'll do it. Uh, but anyway, so be on the lookout for that, and then we're gonna dig into a whole lot of shows. Um, and I hope you'll the boys, along. the Orville, and Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Yes, yes. And I hope you'll join us for it. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.